So you've got a product or service, you're getting ready to put it out on the market, and then the question comes up, how much should I charge for this? Welcome to Profit From Your Podcast, proven strategies to turn listeners into a livelihood. Here's your host, Dave Jackson. I saw this question come up in a Facebook group, and I thought, surely I have an episode on this. And it turns out, I don't. And I know I talk about this in the book. I'm going to share some things from from that. I know I have talked about getting sponsors in the past because I talked about Glenn the Geek and his magazine tip. I'll have a link to that out in the show notes. So here are some questions. Here are some thoughts when it comes to pricing your product or service. Number one, how niche is your audience? And what I mean by that is if you have an audience or a podcast or service or whatever it is, it's designed for, let's say, men over 50 who are overweight. Yeah. And then there's a product that wants to sponsor your show. And they have a product for men who are over 50 and overweight. Well, you have their target audience. They don't have to go in Shape Magazine and Men's Health and blah, 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 and that. No, you've got their target audience. Now, you might have a smaller audience, but everybody there is quality. It's exactly who they are looking for. Number two, what problem do you solve? And if you think about it, if you have a product or service, then what does it solve? Because when I look at people that are that have sponsors, that have products, that have services, they're solving a problem because people will pay money to either save them time, save them money, reduce stress. It's a problem that they have and your product or service or your advertiser solve. Then in the same way, how much time are they going to save? How unique, again, going back to how niche. These are all things that you think about. Hey, once you take this course, and here's the problem. We'll talk about this in a second. We all undersell ourselves because we forget the pain we went through to accumulate the knowledge in our head. If it's a product or service, we forget all the times that we went through. And, you know, think about it. You get paid more when you go to college because you spend a lot of time reading about this subject. Now, another thing to think about, can you make money with your skill? I have hired coaches in the past to help guide me, keep me on track, and just give me an outside opinion on what I'm doing. And they are not cheap. They're not. But when I follow their advice, I end up making more money. So consequently, I put out a fair amount of money and it takes a little bit of time to get that money back. But in the end, I am making more money when I'm done. So it pays for itself in the long run. Let's talk about how are you going to charge for this stuff. And in uh, 92% of cases, you want to avoid cost per 1000, better known as CPM. Right now, according to AdvertiseCast, which is a very large company that helps you uh, get connected with sponsors, the average CPM is $25, which is two and a half cents a download. So let's say you have 
800 downloads. So if we take 0 0.025 and we multiply that by 800, it is $20. And if you go, now, if here's one way people will go, okay, I'll just put five ads in my episode. I'll make 100 bucks an episode. Yeah, who's going to listen to that? Think about that. So CPM does not work for many people. So what I recommend is what I call playing the pricing game. And this is where you go, well, okay, what if I charge $25 per episode? And you might go, well, I don't know, I think I can get more than that. I mean, I've got X amount of people listening. You go, okay, what about 50? And you're like, yeah, that's, oh, okay. And then somebody goes, okay, fine. What about 200? $200 an episode. And you go, well, I, I got to come up with a win-win for myself and the sponsors. Okay, well, what about 125? And you're like, yeah, I think that, you know, basically go up and down that chain because eventually you're going to go, nah, it's too much. Now I'm gouging the the sponsor or uh, my, I don't think my customer, and you think, eh, I'm pricing myself out of my customer's budget. That's not going to work. But go up and down that scale. And then here's the thing. When you come up with a price that you are happy with, you go, okay, you know what? I'm going to do $95 an episode. I think that's a good fit for both myself and my sponsor. Or I'm going to sell a course. I'm going to do, oh, $39 a month. Okay, great. Whatever you just landed on, it's not enough. I'm just here to tell you it's that we undersell ourselves, myself included. And then the other thing you have to keep in mind is your motivation. And I'm really talking to myself right now. I love to help people. I'm a teacher. I love to help people. So I am torn between charging for what my product is worth. And oh, if I charge it too high, then I'll get less people. And then I'll, I'll get less people to help. No, charge what it's worth. And then keep in mind the perceived value. Little story here. When I first opened up the school of podcasting, it was $5 a month. Five. Yeah. Because I wanted to help a gazillion people. I, I wanted no kind of barrier to join. And I thought, man, if I could get a hundred people to pay me $5 a month, that would be $500 a month. And at the time I was just looking for extra money. And a, finally a good friend of mine, and this is how you know they're a good friend when they tell you the hard stuff. He said, uh, Dave, do you know anything, anything on the internet that you can buy for $5? And I went, uh, no. And he went, yeah. And so over the years, I have raised my price and raised my price. And what I ended up with were people that not only took my courses, but in this case, the courses are how to podcast. They actually created a podcast. I had people that were signing up and sometimes people say, ah, they got no skin in the game, but people would sign up. They would give me money for months and do nothing because there was no pain point, which is weird because you're like, well, this is my customer. I don't want them to cause, I don't want to cause them pain, but it, you want people who actually want to consume your products and services and then use them for whatever it is you designed so that people go, oh, that's really cool. Where did you learn how to do that? And they go, oh, I read this book. Oh, I took this course. Oh, I have this coach. Whatever it is, 
you want them to do that. And they're not going to do that if they don't do whatever it is you're selling. If they don't read the book, if they don't take the course, if they don't follow your directions. Another strategy is to use Google to see who else is selling something similar. If we're talking about products or services or to see if you can find out what other people are charging for sponsorship. And the problem is this creates what many people call a race to the bottom. I'm going to undercut them who undercut them who undercut them. And now we're back to that area of perceived value. So sometimes looking at your competition, no, look at your audience. How much does your product or service transform them? And in just a second, I'm going to reveal to you the pros and cons of Black Friday sales. Black Friday sales or just deep discounts in general. And what's so dumb about this is occasionally I will forget this and try one. And it is pretty consistent that they don't work. Now you'll get more sales, but I just talked about you want people to be a walking billboard. That's one of the great ways to have a marketing strategy is to have people consume your products and services to where people go, hey, how'd you lose all that weight? Oh, I have a coach or I read this book or I took a course or whatever it is. And so I remember once I did a Black Friday sale where I think I cut the price by like 80%. And that is one thing we're going to talk about here in just a second is what is the cost of your product? But nonetheless, I had done this huge discount and had a fair number of people who signed up. And again, a large chunk of those people did nothing. They did nothing. They're like, every time I took out this little itty bitty bit amount of money from their bank account, they didn't even notice. And you might say, well, that's great. Eh, That's really not what I'm in it for. Again, I like to help people. And so there was that. Then the other thing is, and I have to watch how I say this, but there are people in some cases, look, I am frugal. I am cheap. And I try not to do this, but the people that paid the least amount of money also then complained the most. They expected me to almost record their podcast for them and find their ideas. And they really, their expectations were not realistic. Now, I don't want to paint too wide a brush of that to say that all people that want to pay next to nothing expect way more. But in my travels, maybe a little bit. I'll give you one more story. I just did this and I was like, ah, what was I thinking? I have a lead magnet. When you sign up, you go through, I think you get about five or six emails from me. And at the end of each one, there's a call to action. There's a call to action. And at the very last email says, hey, I noticed you've gone through the whole course now. Hope you enjoyed it. Can't help but notice that you didn't sign up. And here is a link. And what I thought I would do is 50% off the first month. So it's not a, a discount forever. It's a discount to get them in the door. And I had somebody sign up. They then consumed about, I would say, 10 out of 14-ish classes and then asked for a refund. Now, I offer a 30-day money-back guarantee, and I asked the person, I said, was there a problem with the courses? Did you not learn anything? Nope, loved it. Everything was great. I just decided I want my money back because I see where you have a money-back guarantee. So I might want to look into exactly 
you know, maybe adding some specifics there to like, just like, Hey, you can uh, steal all my content, put it in your head and I'll give you your money back. But here again, again, somewhat painting with a wide brush that maybe lowering your price doesn't get you uh, as good. I have to watch. You know what I mean by that, right? Now, the other thing we haven't talked about is what does it cost for your product? And this is where you have to think about it. If you're doing a product and service yourself, well, you have an email list, you have a website, you have, you know, a media host. If you're doing a podcast, you have all these different things. You have a, a CRM that you're paying for. What is the cost of running your business? And then again, looking at how niche is your audience? How, what kind of problem do you solve? How much time do you save them? And then you want to get your money back. You want to do more than break even. And I was looking at Shopify, which is a very popular shopping cart. And they say research, research shows that the average gross profit margin for retail is about 53%. So if you have something and it costs 10 bucks to make, well, you want to charge at least 20 is what they are saying. But you have to think about that. And also think about, especially with courses, think about the time it took to make those courses because that is the time that you're saving your audience. Now, granted, they're going to go through those videos and they're going to go through those PDFs or whatever it is you're giving, but you're saving them a lot of time and it took a lot of time for you to create those and you should be paid for your time. Shouldn't give that away for free. So what is the price of the product is another thing that you need to figure out. But my bottom line on this is you're probably going to undercharge. Every time I've attended a webinar, anytime I've read a book, anytime I've read an article about charging for your products and services or sponsorships, you're probably going to underprice it. Now with sponsorships, again, it's really going to depend on how niche your audience is. And what I've done is I've just changed the price. And by that, I mean, I started too low. And as I said, I had people that wouldn't buy because it was too low. I started raising it and I've kept raising it over the years. I just raised my price again. And I got to tell you, it feels kind of bad when you almost double your price and the next day somebody buys it at the new price. There is a very loud voice in your head that goes, does that mean the last five years I could have been making twice as much money? And it appears the answer is maybe, yeah, you don't want to answer that one, but mm -hmm. so you can always go up. It is a little harder to go down. So keep that in mind. The other thing you can do is pull your audience, pull your newsletter. Hey, I'm launching this product. Here's what it does. I'm thinking of charging this, this, or this. What would you pay to do this and get some feedback? Now realize a customer is always going to charge, always going to pick the lower one, but that is another way. When in doubt, I say this about all things podcasting, ask your audience. I have more tips and strategies in the book out at profitfromyourpodcast.com slash book. And I'll even sign one for you and send it to you if you're in the USA. And again, that website, 
profitfromyourpodcast.com slash book. I'm Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com. Thanks so much for listening. If you know somebody who is trying to come up with a price for a product or they're a little, little not sure about things, do send them over to profitfromyourpodcast.com slash book. It's a great book. It's got great reviews. And that's the last thing I'm going to say. If you've purchased the book and you read it and you liked it, do me a favor and leave a review for it at Amazon. Everything you can find is out at the website, profitfromyourpodcast.com. 